You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Wednesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And I first off just want to say thank you all again for the support of the show. I know I haven't been on for about a week and a half. Um, if you looked at Twitter, I posted there. Basically, I had a lot of stuff going on personally and needed to take a break. But we are back, and we are now on our off-season schedule, which means we'll be posting a show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. There may be a bonus episode here and there on Tuesdays and Thursdays if and when there is content. There's a lot of stuff that happened, though, over the last couple of weeks, and I want to get to all that this week and next week. Several things we're going to be covering. A lot of rankings coming out about the Iowa football team. We also had the Jordan Bohannon incident, which I want to talk about as well because I have some thoughts on that. I know it's been um, talked about quite a bit, but I do want to give my side of it, especially being a side that um, is in close cahoots with, with the standpoint. So I want to talk a little bit about that. But on today's show, we are entirely focusing on Iowa baseball. The Iowa baseball team did not make the NCAA tournament. But it was nevertheless a very good season, um, falling just short. And we have the honor of being joined by Iowa beat writer Kyle Huseman, who has covered the Iowa Hawkeye baseball team throughout the season, doing a phenomenal job for Hawkeye Report. So he is going to be on the show here in just a few moments. And then we're going to wrap up with a conversation with the Iowa baseball recruit, Kyle Huxdorf, who is joining the Iowa Hawkeyes from Iowa Western. Uh, he is an outfielder there. He is going to be uh, joining the Hawks next season. We talked to him about his recruiting process and what it means to join the Iowa Hawkeyes. That's coming up on segment number three. So that being said, let's get into our conversation with Kyle Huseman right now. All right, y'all. I am honored to be joined here by Kyle Huseman of Hawkeye Report. Kyle, you have been doing a phenomenal job of covering the Iowa baseball team this entire season. Um, first, before we get into that, though, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Always happy to have you on, uh, especially again, like your baseball coverage is just on point. It's tough to follow the baseball team when you can't watch every single game, but uh, your report outs, your tweets, uh, they were really great. Um, how did you get involved before we get into the Iowa baseball team and, and kind of the garbage, the garbage way this ended this year? Um, how did you get into this, man? I actually got kind of lucky. I had, uh, I applied for the Daily Iowa, which is the Iowa, the student run newspaper. And they had a whole bunch of people apply, so I didn't get a spot there. Uh, I kind of just reached out to Tom and asked him if they had any internship opportunities. And he basically just gave me, he said, if you want to do baseball, it's basically there for you to do. Uh, I sent him a few different papers I've written for classes and stuff, and that's kind of how it started. So uh, it was kind of lucky that I just ran into an opportunity like that. Yeah, and you've now become basically the go-to guy for Iowa Hawkeye baseball. And I think your coverage especially has really contributed to the growth of the sport among Iowa Hawkeye fans, as you probably know, being a, you know, being a student, Iowa loves their Iowans, right? Like the Hawkeyes, everyone loves the Hawks. Everyone loves the teams that are doing well. Um, people are watching. I mean, I watched field hockey for the first time in my life this year uh, in the NCAA tournament and the baseball team has been so great under Rick Heller. Um, your coverage was really great there, but let's get into the season though. As far as Iowa baseball goes, would you consider the season a disappointment because they didn't make the NCAA tournament? Uh, I mean, you could, you could say that. I think it was a really interesting season, obviously with, um, with COVID impacting last year, cutting that season short 
getting players to be able to come back, the seven seniors that came back. Um, so I think I think just on the surface, you can say it's disappointing that they missed the tournament. Um, but I think overall, looking at everything that they had to go through and then playing a Big Ten-only schedule, that's tough to play 44 conference games. Uh, I think I think the season is a success, but if you look at the very end, it is kind of disappointing that they weren't able to get into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and by all by all facts of the matter, three weeks to go, we felt like Iowa had a pretty good chance of making the tournament if they got their business taken care of, right? But they struggled against Illinois. Um, they did sweep this past weekend series, but that wasn't enough to do it. Um, what was your initial reaction to them not making the tournament? Uh, you know, I mean, I knew I knew the losses to Illinois and Northwestern really hurt their chances. Um, but the, the other bubble teams have been struggling at the time as well. So I was just hoping that that Iowa could get a sweep going against Michigan State there to give themselves any type of shot. Um, I knew it was going to be tough, honestly. I obviously, I'm assuming you read the article that I put out, kind of putting together the case to make the tournament. Yep. Uh, I believe in all that, but I figured that it was not going to come out uh, on the right side for Iowa. So my initial reaction was was kind of, yeah, I figured that's what was going to happen, but I was still kind of upset with the decision. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I did read the article. I mean, again, a great article as well. People haven't followed your work. Definitely need to do that. As far as, you know, when the, when the, the decision committee or the committee makes their decisions, right, they're basing it off of factors that are really unknown to us. Right? We have an idea, right? Use the RPI. That's fantastic. But there's some decisions that we're not sure we understand. So what are a few of the teams that you feel like maybe Iowa deserve to be in over them? Yeah, I was talking about uh, this with someone yesterday. You know, they allow 64 teams into the tournament. Uh, obviously, you have some of the smaller conferences where teams will upset someone they'll get in. Um, I, I believe that there's generally every year there's going to be 75, 80 tournament level teams. Uh, you just you just have to take the ones that are the most deserving. Uh, so looking at there were a few teams that I didn't like. Uh, Alabama was one. Uh, UC Santa Barbara was one. North Carolina was another one. Uh, LSU was another one. That I they were they could they're like I said they're tournament level teams. Uh, so it's not like it was someone that I thought couldn't be in at all. Uh, but I just thought looking at their resume, there were some things that stood out. Um, that you could potentially argue against them being in. Absolutely. I think you made a note of the fact that Alabama and several other SEC teams really, you know, boosted their resume by playing below average teams and adding win total or adding wins to their total. How much do you feel like that impacted Iowa? The fact they only played a conference schedule and they didn't get a lot of notoriety outside of the big 10. And we'll get to the big 10 tournament in a second. I'm just curious about just regular season, not playing any other teams. How much of an impact do you think that had? Yeah, I, I think it had an impact uh, because it was hard, obviously, to to watch and kind of gauge the Big Ten because you don't they didn't get to play non-conference games against whoever they could have played. I know like Michigan last year played Vanderbilt uh, right up right away there to start the season. So you have some of those big matchups. Uh, so it was hard. But I mean, you look at the SEC, obviously, it's I believe it's the best conference in college baseball. Not even close, honestly. But you look at Alabama and LSU, they were four or five, six games under 500 in conference play. Um, Alabama in particular was eight of their 12 wins during the regular season in conference, uh, were against bottom three teams in the sec. So I was just, the fact that they're, they're playing good teams. They had the, the number two strength of schedule. Um, but I'm just wondering if kind of, they get more credit for playing the teams than actually beating them. You know, they could, they could win one out of three against Arkansas and that's going to be huge for them when in reality, they're just, they didn't beat them enough. And then you're talking about you know, 10 teams in the SEC potentially making the tournament or being close to the tournament and going under 500 against them to me, doesn't make them a tournament team. 
but yeah, they got a lot of those non-conference games that the Big Ten didn't get to do. And essentially, I think that's what hurt them. Yeah, it seems like SEC baseball is the equivalent to Big Ten basketball this past year where you could be below 500 and yet you're being awarded simply for the fact that you played in the Big Ten, which, uh, you know, always good when we're on the, the right side of that, but bad when we're on the wrong side of it. Um, the Big Ten also didn't have a Big Ten conference tournament, which in those situations, when you win the conference tournament, you are an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. And in some cases, you have an opportunity to really showcase your team against other teams. So how do you feel like not having a Big Ten tournament also hurt Iowa? Yeah, I, I thought that was something that was interesting. You know, at, at the beginning of the season, they said they weren't having it. And I, at first, I thought about the fact that, you know, if you're playing 44 conference games and you're playing everyone, uh, the, the Big Ten champion should be settled in the regular season, you would think, by playing that many games. Um, but then you do look at a situation where, like, an Iowa or an Indiana is sitting there in the bubble – and you wish that they would have gotten an opportunity to go out and, and possibly beat, you know, first round team, maybe it's a Michigan state, maybe it's a Penn state, but then getting another matchup against a Nebraska or a Maryland to have a chance to add that big win at the end of the season. They weren't able to get that, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's rough. And do you, what was the sentiment among the Iowa baseball team in regards to how they played it down the stretch? I mean, again, they had the opportunity in their hands with three weeks left to go. They dropped two to Illinois. They dropped two to Northwestern. And really, those were series they needed to win. So what was the sentiment down the stretch for the Iowa baseball team? Do they feel like they kind of dropped the ball? All right, y'all, we're going to quickly pause the conversation to tell you about a few things. I do want to ask you, how does your favorite restaurant consistently make such delicious food? Well, don't worry. I got the answer for you. The short answer is they have access to the right kitchen tools. With made-in professional quality cookware and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making restaurant-quality food at home. If you're serious about cooking, you should invest in your kitchen tools. We were actually sent some some products from Made-in, and my wife absolutely loves them. I would say I love them, but I'm not as much of a cooker. I just, I'm not very good at it. My wife's actually a phenomenal cook and she has loved the made in kitchenware. So you can go get to made in and find out all the fantastic products they have made in produces professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup cost. Their products are also made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and can easily go from the stovetop to the oven and their knives are fully forged, perfectly balanced and stay sharp. They have over 28,000 five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin starred restaurants around the world made in better cookware for your better meals. And right now made in is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code locked on. This is the best discount available anywhere online for made in products. So go to madeincookware.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on. All right, y'all. And I do want to tell you about rockauto.com. Just like with Made In, rockauto.com. I have tried their product and it is phenomenal. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all of your auto and body part needs from hundreds of manufacturers. They have literally everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. Best of all, though, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. I personally have tried rockauto.com and I saved $50 by buying two engine air filters 
at rockauto.com. They shipped directly to my door. It took me five minutes to find them on the catalog and the exact parts I needed. It was amazing. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. I, th- I think they know that they, they had a job to do. They knew that if they had just won the series, they'd be in. Um, but I feel like just listening to Coach Heller talk as well yesterday on the radio, he felt like that they were a team that should have been in the NCAA tournament. Um, but it's weird. You know, they, they don't really have, to me, their mindset isn't worried about like, they're not thinking about, oh, we're in the tournament, we're in the tournament, whatever. They really, Coach Heller preaches about going one game at a time, one practice at a time, one play at a time. And it, it's weird to me that they've struggled down the stretch, you know, not just this year. But a couple of years ago, the last couple of full seasons, they struggled on the stretch and and lost some opportunities. So it, it's it's a weird thing where I don't I don't they seem like they have the right mindset. So why they're struggling down the stretch in some of these seasons is is something that I can't personally answer. And I don't know that Coach Heller knows the answer right now either. Absolutely. I mean, if he if he did, I feel like that wouldn't be the the case every single year. So what is next for this Iowa baseball team? Um, a lot of very talented upperclassmen. They have some very talented under you know younger guys coming in over the next year. But what is next for this Iowa baseball team? Have we do we have more to gain? Right? Is there is next year going to be a great year? What are your expectations going into next season with this team? Yeah, it's it's going to be hard. I actually have an interview set up with Coach Demar to kind of talk uh, about next season a little bit. It's hard, though, because the draft obviously hasn't happened, so you don't know a guy like Trenton Wallace, is he going to get drafted uh, or anyone else on the team? Uh, so you don't know if Trenton's going to possibly come back. Uh, you know, there was the seven seniors, obviously, that came back for the extra season. They're, they're done and gone. Um, but you had other guys, I believe it's six or seven guys that graduated as well because they were going – they would have been seniors, but they got the free years. So whether a guy like an Isaiah Fallard or um, – I'm trying to think of some other ones that, that had that opportunity. Some pitchers uh, could come back. It's going to depend on whether some of them decide to come back. And if they do, if all of them decide to come back, you could be looking at a pretty decent team. Uh, if none of them decide to come back, you could be looking at a little bit tougher next season. Um, and then the freshmen coming in, obviously Brody Brecht and then possibly Marcus Morgan, are they going to get drafted? Um, so it's kind of a wait and see on how the roster is going to be set up for next season before you can really get into the expectations for next year. Yeah, it's so tough with the way baseball and Major League Baseball handles their draft and how that's all kind of working out. And then you factor in the COVID issues as well. Um, makes it very difficult to even even understand what could be a starting lineup next year. With that being said, um, the biggest thing coming into now is the fact that we do have several teams from the Big Ten in the you know NCAA tournament. Are any of these big teams, any of them have a shot at making Omaha? Any of them get any good draws that we could be kind of rooting for the Big Ten for? Yeah, I think Maryland got a really good draw uh, against East Carolina in that regional. Um, I'd have to – I'd forget. If you have it up, I don't know. They Norfolk State's in there. I figure who they play is the uh, the two seed in that regional. Um, but I think that regional, with the fact that they've been really hot lately, uh, coming down the stretch, they, they took two out of three from Indiana. Uh, they took two out of three from Michigan. So I think Maryland's a team to look at in that regional. Um, and then Michigan's playing in the South Bend regional with Notre Dame. Uh, Michigan's got some good pitching, so it's, if they can get the pitching to go well, I think they could win that regional as well, uh, potentially. And then Nebraska was the one that really kind of got uh, screwed on their spot, uh, getting put with uh, number one Arkansas. Um, D1 Baseball just put out their new rankings, and Nebraska was 19th. So that's just on the outside of what would be top 16 for a host. Uh, so why they got put with the number one team in the nation was very confusing to me. Yeah, it seemed like there wasn't a lot of love for the Big Ten there. Um, I did pull up the Maryland Regional, East Carolina, Norfolk State, and Charlotte. 
So that yeah, is, I think I think that's a regional that Maryland can win as long as they stay hot like they have been. Yeah, Maryland is it's interesting when you looked at Maryland uh, three weeks ago. Iowa was above them, just needed to beat Maryland. Really, we felt like the top four teams in the Big Ten were going to make the tournament. Maryland gets hot. Iowa gets a little bit cold. And now we're looking at Maryland with a fantastic regional drop. Um, Kyle, where can everyone find your work at? Uh, it's on the Hawkeye Report website. So I don't know. I'm assuming a lot of people follow Tom on Twitter. Uh, so he has the link in his, his bio. Um, all my stories are under the baseball section on there. Awesome, man. You have an interview with Rick Keller, Coach Keller, or Coach – Heller coming up tomorrow, correct? Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about the end of the season, get some of his thoughts on the full season, and then talk as much as I can about next season. As I said, it's kind of a kind of a little bit up in the air right now, but kind of get his thoughts on some of the freshmen coming in and some of the players that we do know will be returning. Yeah, and actually, um, I do have one last question for you. Obviously, we cover a lot of football and basketball. Uh, Connor McCaffrey is a guy who I feel like people might have forgotten about uh, from a baseball perspective. Obviously, a lot of Iowa basketball fans know Connor McCaffrey's name and the fact that he is a contributor on the team, but he's really more known for baseball. Um, what do you feel like potentially the expectations are for him coming into next year, considering the fact that he's missed a couple seasons now um, between injuries and COVID? Yeah, that was, that was something that I've talked about before with other people. It's it's going to be interesting uh, with the fact that, obviously, he was going to play last year. The basketball season got cut, right? Or, well, I guess COVID cut basketball and baseball, so he never got to play baseball at that point. And then this year, obviously, with the hip surgeries, uh, as someone that, has pl- that played baseball in high school, I can say you can't. it's hard to take two years off, uh, especially when he's getting things like surgery where he can't really be working out and playing baseball, whether it's in practice or something like that. Uh, so it's really kind of up in the air whether he's going to be somebody that once he comes back, if he decides to come back, um, if he can play at a high level. And and that's going to be interesting uh, as well to look at maybe even the other outfielders um, they, that have been there practicing and maybe getting some reps in games if they kind of pass him up on that, on the depth chart. So that's something that, well, I guess we'll have to see as it comes to next year. Absolutely, man. Definitely a storyline to watch. Uh, Kyle, I appreciate you hopping on. Um, I know you're a busy, busy guy. Thank you again for jumping on, and uh, we'll have to have you back later on, maybe next year before the baseball season starts. Yeah, for sure. Thank awesome, you. man. Thank you. All right, y'all, and that wraps up our conversation with Kyle Huseman. Coming up on segment number three, we're going to be talking to Iowa baseball commit Kyle Huxdorf, and it was a fantastic conversation with him as well. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. I do want to tell you, though, before we get to that, about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market today. These bars are so freaking good, and they're also healthy for you. My personal favorite, and it's a limited time thing right now is actually the chocolate or the white chocolate birthday cake with sprinkles. It is so darn good. But the best thing about these delicious built bars is the fact they're healthy for you as well. This white chocolate birthday cake built bar has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, only four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs. It's perfect for a post-workout little meal or snack. It's perfect for a meal replacement, whatever you want to do. This is the place to go. Built Bar has such good protein bars on the market today, and we have a fantastic promo code for you today. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, y'all. I'm honored to be joined here by one of the latest recruits and commitments in the Iowa Hawkeye baseball team. We have Kyle Huxdorf on the show. Kyle, how are you doing today, man? Doing good, doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, and it sounds like you are about to embark on a summer league journey that will be a bit interesting, um, playing for the Minneapolis Mud Puppies. How did that come about? 
Um, yeah, there's a kid on my, on my iWestern team who lives in Minneapolis. And since it was kind of a late blooming thing, they're just looking for kids around Minneapolis so they don't have to do host families and all that. So I didn't have a summer ball team at the time. So I asked him if I could come stay with him and play. And he said, yeah. So I just reached out and here I am. I love it, man. That's exciting. Yeah. Got to keep playing baseball as much as you can. And you had a pretty busy junior college schedule. I was looking up the, uh, the games. I didn't realize junior college baseball played so many games. So I want to get to that in a second, but how did you actually end up at Iowa Western? What was your recruiting journey like out of high school? Well, out of high school, I wasn't like a highly known prospect. Um, it was only junior colleges for me. I had Rock Valley in, in Illinois and Iowa Western out in Iowa. And I pretty much said, let's roll with it. So I love it, man. I mean, you, you make it seem like junior college isn't a big deal, but junior college baseball is, is some top notch baseball. So you've done a pretty good job there this past year. When did your recruiting start picking up to get to Iowa? Um, it wasn't until halfway through the season. Um, when, cause I've been hurt, I was hurt last fall. So schools really couldn't see me then. And then halfway through the season, my numbers were just getting better and better. And I was playing my best baseball at the time. And then school started calling. Love man. And ultimately, why did you choose Iowa? I mean, obviously they've, they've experienced some pretty good success under Rick Heller the last couple of years, but I want to get a sense of you. Like, why did you choose Iowa? Um, out of all the schools that I was talking to, I felt like it was the best fit for me. I mean, I could go in there, I could have a good time playing baseball, and ultimately, it was. I felt like it was the best shot it gave me to go to the next level. I love it, man. And quickly, I want to highlight some of your stats here. 44 games played, a 400 batting average, six home runs, 29 RBIs, 62 runs scored, and 18 stolen bases. So kind of a, a do-it-all player. Um, at junior college, though, I've had a several friends who played junior college, and the grind is all I hear about, right? It's a, it is yeah. quite the grind playing junior college baseball. It's a lot of bus rides. I wanted to get a sense from you. What is that experience like? Um, when you get to know all the guys, it's just a super fun experience. You just go out there. It's easy school. And you just play baseball all day pretty much. Like We practiced seven days a week. In the fall, we had two days on Tuesdays and Thursdays with lifting four days of that week. So it's definitely a grind. You got to love baseball to do it. <laughs> also, in the spring, we also we had double headers every single game. Dang. And how many games are you playing in a week? In a week, we'd play six. Okay. No, ten. Ten? Ten. Yeah. So you're playing you're playing five five weeks or five days a week then. It's basically like playing like professional baseball at that point. Yeah, pretty much. Dang, that's wild. So um what is something for a casual baseball fan who hasn't played junior college baseball um that they would not realize? What is something they wouldn't realize is different about junior college baseball than playing a D one? Um where I was at, I was lucky to have the facilities and all the <laughs> and stuff, but it's yeah. not that's not everywhere. You really got to love it. You don't get all the clothes and shoes and stuff you will at D1, but it's fun. It's You get to meet a lot of new people, and it's just a fun time. 
Yeah, Iowa Western does have some of the best athletic facilities in the country for a junior college team. Are you saying you don't get like, do you get your cleats bought or do you have to buy your own cleats? I mean, do you have to buy your own jerseys? Like, how does that work? You get like you, you get a bat bag, but you don't get to keep it. You get the things I got here was two pairs of shorts and four shirts with three hats. That's so, it. Yeah, that's all we got to keep. Otherwise, you have to buy your cleats, glove. They get oh. they supply. Other than that, it's you get to wear all your own stuff. So I don't know if you've seen those TikToks of players that are leaving D1 and they're just like showing all of their clothes, but what they show yeah. in the first two seconds is what you got at Iowa Western, and then they still have another minute of the video. That's wild to yeah. me. <laughs> Pretty crazy, but they do take care of us really well there. So can't complain about that. Yeah, man. Well, that's exciting. We're excited to have you um, at the University of Iowa. What is something that you improved on or wanted to improve on going to junior college baseball? And what do you feel like after being there for a year, what is something you really improved on the most? Um, honestly, like my size and getting stronger. Um, when on my roster, it says I'm 5'8", 160 <laughs> when I walked in the place. But now I'm 5'9", 180. So okay. But on a bunch of pounds there with muscle and just got overall stronger, faster, and tuned in my swing, and we got the best of it. Yeah, man. So when I looked at your profile, it looks like the last time you were timed home to first was a four three six. Have you been timed since then? Um, we did sixties, um, and okay. I ran a five seven sixty in the fall this year. All right, so you're cruising. I like it. Cool, man. Well, so going to Iowa, um, what is the plan for next year, right? So you obviously picked them for a reason. You like the program, like what you can do. Um, they're like the vibe of probably Iowa City as well. Iowa City is an amazing town. But what is your plan for your collegiate career going to Iowa? Are you planning on hopefully starting next year? I mean, what does that look like? I mean, starting would be awesome, but can't, like, confirm that. Yeah. Just get a, my spot and earn it. And then we'll see what happens from there. And what do you want to prove on the most at Iowa? Um, this is tough. <laughs> I mean, just overall baseball skills, I'd have to say. Um, I'm sure there's still a lot to know from baseball. I, mean, I learned a lot of it. I played a lot of it at Iowa Western. That's all we did. But I'm sure there's still parts of the game about my swing, like – analytics about myself like bat paths and stuff like that i really love to get more into the analytics side of baseball there i love it man um and at some point i'm assuming you want to go pro right that's uh that is yeah, the next step right you don't you don't go through this grind in, unless you want to want to try to make it to the next level have no. you had scouts start coming around at all um we had a bunch at iowa western but i personally i've never been talked to you now okay but obviously that is more than likely on the horizon, especially playing for a Rick Heller squad who has um, done a phenomenal job of developing his team. Mm -hmm. I love man. So what is your plan of study? Obviously I know you want to go pro, but what is, what are your plans for studying at Iowa? Um, I'm going into the business administration and then I want to do something with the stock market. I don't know yet. I don't think I want to be a day trader on the floor, but like yeah. just get into there and learn more about it. I've always been interested in it since I was in high school. I mean, in worst case scenario, at least you know a little bit more about the stock market. You can do some investing on the side. Maybe you invest in some cryptocurrencies, right? 
Yeah, that seems to be the hot thing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so if you weren't playing baseball, um, what would be your dream job? Dream job? Probably like a financial stock market investor, like where people like put their trust in you to go out and throw their money through the stock market and listen to them and see what they want to do with it. Awesome, man. All right, and final question for you. For Iowa, what do you bring to the team? What should Iowa Hawkeye fans know about Kyle Huxdorf? Um, I'm a very upbeat, energetic person. Um, I don't like to be sad or down usually. So just bring a lot of energy and have fun. I love it, man. Kyle, it has been a blast talking to you. Uh, good luck with the Minneapolis Mud Puppies. I'm very curious to see what those jerseys look like. First of all, do you get to keep those jerseys or no? Do you have to buy those as well? Um, Northwoodsley? Yeah. No, we get it. We get those. They supply them for us. Nice. Well, hopefully those jerseys are pretty sick, man. Hopefully you have a blast um, playing in the Northwoods League. Definitely uh, being in Minneapolis or Madison for a while. Um, there is a lot of support for for the summer ball leagues. A, a lot of fun there. So have a blast doing that, man. We're looking forward to you playing for the Iowa Hawkeye baseball team. Any last things you want to say to the Iowa Hawkeye fans listening to the show today? I got nothing. Go Hawks. I love man. Go Hawks, buddy. All right, y'all, and that wraps up our conversation with Kyle. Again, a big shout-out to him, to hopping on. He was actually getting ready to go to Minnesota that weekend uh, to begin Summer League ball, so really appreciate him taking the time out of his day to talk to us about his recruiting experience and joining the Iowa Hawkeye baseball team. Lots of awesome stuff that we got to cover today, covering all the Iowa baseball team. We are going to be back on Friday, so stay tuned for that, covering some of the stuff that's happened over the last couple of weeks and getting into some preseason football talk. That's all coming up on our Friday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, so stay tuned for that. If you want some more Locked On content, check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast app. And that being said, Hawkeye Nation, I appreciate you being uh, supportive of taking the break. Again, I needed to take that personal break. I was moving, started a new job, started an MBA program. I'm in the middle of training for Half Ironman. A lot of stuff going on the last couple of weeks, um, but I'm excited to be back every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the offseason and then getting back into the you know regular season form when football kicks off. So again, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already, and I will talk to you all on Friday. Have a fantastic Wednesday, Hawkeye Nation, and let's go Hawks.